When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Well, welcome. Happy holidays, everyone. Hope everyone has had a joyous, happy holiday season. We are just about a day away from New Year's. 2022 is going to be a banner year. Yes, we are hearing about inflation. Yes, we're hearing fears that the stock market could come down. But see, every time when there's setback, there's opportunity. It's how we think to be, to become, to do, and have different results. Again, there's still time to contact us here at Sustainable Success at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Let's talk about your situation heading into 2022, and we'd be happy to provide some insights and strategies to how you can mock, uh, modify, revamp your current business strategy plan moving forward. And if it requires any more additional uh, time, we'd be happy to work with you uh, on that moving forward. Again, reach out to us at Sustainable Success at Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. We're going to have a wonderful show, but our show today is being brought to you by Alumni Direct. Alumni Direct is a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing people together from their alumni, from their alumni. Again, these can be people that you went to school with or perhaps people you've never met before, an opportunity to connect based upon similar interests. And this could possibly lead to your next job opportunity, perhaps a collaboration in a business project. And this is a great opportunity that it takes all the noise out of social media, no notifications, but, a, but an authentic, genuine place that you can share communication, ideas, insights on your time, not on social media's time, when you require it. Feel free to check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumni. Direct.com. If you are new to uh, Sustainable Success, welcome. You found us here at the Voice American Influencers channel. You could also join us and follow us on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. We highly encourage you to follow us both here on Voice American Influencers channel and our Facebook page as we have a, a list of all the great guests that we've had over the years sharing their words of wisdom and insight to scale your business and personal success to the next level. Check us out there. Uh, show is each and every week, every Thursday here at from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. As I mentioned, we have a great show planned here for as you head into the new year. This is going to be ideal for business professionals, whether if you're a lawyer, a CPA, there is going to be certain things that could help to make you more compelling and stand out in those professions when you use the speaking platform as a way to do that. And we have an expert, somebody I personally know that is going to be sharing with you some insights, the process to go about doing that. Her, uh, the show today we're going to be talking about is Book, Speak, and Repeat. Yes, Book, Speak, and Repeat. You'll learn about how that all works. And we're going to be talking with Carrie Heaps. And before I introduce Carrie, Carrie is an entrepreneur of 16 years she is a sought-after speaker on the topic such as leveraging your publicity to close more deals, bodies don't lie, body language basics, the significance of color in wardrobe and the psychology behind it, the network game, making networking work for your business, and the fortune is in the follow-up. She is the author of Pitch Like a Bitch, 
B-I-T-C-H. I know that's the acronym. Uh, branding, which stands for Branding Intelligence Through Cross-Promotional Habits. Top 10 Tips to Pitch Like a Pro. That came out in December 2018. She's also the author of the Create Your Own Media Series for Podcasting, Publishing, and Publicity. Carrie has an extensive background in sales, networking, recruiting, and training. She's a former model who specialized in trade show and print work and an experienced judge on the beauty pageant circuit. Again, you're going to be learning more about uh, Book, Speak, and Repeat, but we highly encourage you to bookmark this URL, Book, Speak, Repeat, one word, bookspeakandrepeat.com forward slash professional. And uh, you'll be finding more about that here later today on the show. And without further ado, we welcome Carrie Heaps to the show. Carrie, how are you doing today? I am doing fabulous, Chris. It's such an honor to be here with you today and with your listening audience. Well, it is such a pleasure to have you here. And, you know, I, I, we had some people reach out to us asking about, wow, that's a cool name, Book, Speak, and Repeat. What's that about? You know, and you know, people are already trying to acquire what that is. And we didn't want to spill the beans, to, you know, too early. But, you know, these are going to be people that are listening right now or will be listening later. Let's talk about, you know, the, you know, speaking as a platform. And this could apply to podcasts, of course, not just speaking at, at, at an industry event or, you know, a virtual event, but, you know, could incorporate podcasts, radio shows, just like how you're on here. But talk about the importance of leveraging platforms like this for, let's say, if it, if it were a lawyer. And there's so many lawyers out there and many times that, you know, there are different ways that we can be more compelling that will allow us to stand out. Talk about the importance of that uh, for professions like lawyers and so on. Well, as I tell everyone, Chris, there are three ways to get your message out to the world or, you know, to obtain new clients for your firm. If you're a professional service organization, uh, you can share it on the stage, you can spill it on the page, or you can borrow someone else's microphone and engage, meaning you can speak about your topic, you can write a book or some type of audio product, or you can get interviewed like what we're doing right now. Now, as this would pertain to an attorney, this is a great way for you to engage, you know, establish yourself as an expert, engage potential clients, get them to come into your firm. If you're also looking as because law is a very stressful uh, industry and sometimes attorneys can't finish out their, you know, they take an early retirement because it just gets to be too stressful for them. It's an excellent line to go into because you're already an established expert. You're able to help people in different ways by, you know, consulting, perhaps, you know, coaching, um, working, consulting with businesses uh, part-time uh, is another way that you can do that. And then, of course, selling products such as a book, an audio product, or, um, you know, I've even seen it where they have like a, you know, lawyer in a box, kind of like we have speaker in a box. So, there's lots of different opportunities out there. It just really depends on, what that person is trying to do and what their message is. And then, of course, we have some people who are, you know, they are attorneys, but they have a motivational speech that they really want to get out there. They have a message to share to help entrepreneurs or to specifically help women. It really just depends on what you're trying to do as to how you can use it. But the possibilities are endless. Wow, that's great. So when we look at, you know, when you look at somebody that, Gary, when somebody is looking to really elevate you know, their exposure, you know, and their expertise. Walk, to, walk us through the process 
some of the things that that you know that you know professions like lawyers, CPAs. This could be you know it could be somebody in the insurance field. It could be a lot of different ways ways that they can really start to capitalize on looking at these types of platforms as ways to you know you know grow their business. Well, there's a couple of things that they can do. First and foremost, I would tell anyone is, you know, figure out what your message is. That's so important. A lot of times I have people who will come to me and say, hey, I would love to be a speaker, but I don't know what I would talk about. So one of the first things I would tell someone is to sit down. There's actually a very easy way to figure out, you know, what kind of content could I talk about? What would I have for material? Ask yourself this question. Anytime you go to a networking function, maybe you go to a friend's house, they're having a barbecue, people find out you're an attorney or a CPA or a real estate agent, um, whatever the case may be. And what are the top five questions that people ask you when they find out what you do for a living? So for example, you know, a doctor probably hears, well, you know, I have this mole on my back or, you know, can you take a look at this? But sometimes attorneys will, you know, well, you know, uh, maybe why do attorneys charge so much? Or maybe they get what led you to law school or, um, you know, I'm having difficulty with and they kind of fill in the blank. So make a list of what questions do people ask you when they find out what you do for a living? Um, Your top, the ones that you get repeated at least three or four times would make perfect topics. So, you know, for example, if you are an attorney and let's just say you're in uh, intellectual property, patents, copyrights and so forth. And maybe one of the main questions that you're getting from people are what's the best way to protect my content? Or I had someone who infringed on my copyright. What should I do? Um, Or I think someone infringed on my copyright. What should I do? So those would make excellent topics. Mm. So that already right there, you know, because there's already a demand, people are asking you those questions. And I have a rule of thumb. Anytime I hear something more than three times, I pay attention to it. So clearly, if there's at least three people asking you, there are more people out there that could benefit from that. So there's your topic right there. You know, your next step of what you would like to do is you need to kind of come up with, okay, here's my topic. Um, I have that. So I need to write out a brief summary, maybe three to four sentences of what that topic is about. So if, you know, for example, if it's how to protect your copyright, um, you know, you could write up a few sentences to say, you know, protecting your intellectual property is of vital importance. It may not seem so now, but it will in the future. And there are several ways that you can accomplish this. And, you know, keeping it very brief, like what that topic would be about if you were going to stand up on stage and talk about it. And then the last thing you want to do is you want to say, okay, what are three to five things? If I only had 30 minutes to an hour to teach on this topic or to stand up and tell a room full of people how to protect their copyright, what is it that I want, want them to immediately learn or be able to implement? You need to have three to five actionable takeaways that mm-hmm. audience members can implement. So what would you be able to tell them in 30 minutes or, or an hour or less that they could implement very quickly, easily, and with the least amount of hassle? Meaning, you know, if you're licensed in Florida, if somebody came to hear you speak and they're from Texas, that something would be similar for them as well. So keep that in mind. So once you do that, Chris, you have your topic summary, three to five takeaways right there. You have one speaking 
topic right there. So it's actually that easy to come up with content. Wow. You just have to sit down and, and, and drill down the ideas, but it all really comes from, you know, what are people asking you for? So start paying attention to that. What do people ask you for when they find out what you do for a living? And that right there, what you said, that makes it compelling. And, and when you have like a foundation of that type of talk, you know, that then, then you, it's something you can correct me if I'm wrong. You can you modify that for like, you know, and adapt it to whatever the next theme would be. It's just that you're, you're just modifying it. It's basically the same content, but maybe the title slightly changes. But again, you, you, you're, you're providing what's compelling. What are the key takeaways, three to five, that are going to be most important to that uh, group of people, that audience or that event? Uh, that they can walk away from. Would that be safe to say? So that's something that you can be repurposed again and again if, if required. Absolutely. So that would basically be what I would consider your shell, generic shell presentation. Because every time you go and speak, Chris, um, you're your presentation is going to be altered slightly based on the audience, based on the event. I'll give you an example. I speak on body language. I have a topic called bodies don't lie, body language basics. Now, when I do this presentation at the, like, for example, the wastewater treatment show, I know my audience is contractors. It's plumbers, electricians, uh, landscapers, uh, government type employees that could be going out and dealing with the public. And they need to know body language techniques when they're interacting with potential, you know, prospects or, or clients, or, you know, they're within the office, maybe they're hiring new help. But when I do the same presentation for HRPA or SHRM, where it's more hiring managers and HR departments, and they're looking for body language clues in the hiring process, or even in the exit interview, or uh, having to reprimand or, or discipline, uh, doing disciplinary action with an employee, the type of body language, uh, the topic is still the same, but the gestures and the things that I show them will be different because it's based on what the audience needs are. So you always want to have that shell presentation, and then that's going to be edited or altered ever so slightly depending upon the audience that you're speaking to um, and what industry it's going to fall into. Wow, that's great. And what do you think? I mean, most people like, you know, in, in these types of professions, you know, I'm not saying everybody, but most people you know, that are thinking about, you know, embarking on, you know, using speaking, whatever, whatever, whatever channel they're going to do that in, they're just not sure about go, how to go about doing it. So, and, you know, a lot of times there's a lot of things that are misleading out there. Talk about some of the things that you've, you've done and you've, how you've worked with, you know, these types of professions in helping them to kind of set, you know, set up a, a, a program that if they follow, that that will increase their opportunities to get that content in front of the people that they're looking to impact. And then, of course, you know, that can expand their, their, their business. Well, a couple of things. So the topics are very important. If you only have one topic, I, I always recommend try not to have any more than three. You never want to be that jack of or master or jack of all trades, master of none type person. So have no more than three topics that you want to focus on. So once you have those, and, and you can start with one, you don't have to have three, but just don't have any more than three. The next thing that you need to make sure you have is a good, clear headshot, something recent, not something from 20 years ago 
or, you know, your high school photo, you want to have something recent where if I see your picture, I can pick you out in public or at the event. Um, So make sure you have your headshot. The next thing you need to have is your uh, bio, you know, which is our entrepreneurial resume and your bio, keep it short and sweet, you know, always be updating to, you know, updating it every year, add what needs to be added and take away things that may have happened 10 years ago or five years ago that are no longer applicable. Um, So keep an updated bio. And then you need to come up with a process of, okay, how am I going to, what's my plan of attack? And it really, again, it goes back to what you're trying to do, what geographical area. So for example, if you only want to get clients for your attorney firm that's located in Florida, then Florida is going to probably be the scope of where you would want to speak. You may not want to go outside of Florida uh, unless you have a product or service that would be beneficial for anyone that is outside of Florida that you could service. So you need to figure out what geographical areas you want to target, what the goal is. Again, going back to the goal, is it to get more clients for your firm? Is it to uh, have speaking as a new sideline? And, you know, really depending upon that, that's going to, you know, start that plan of action as well. And then the next thing you need to start doing is just getting yourself out there. Start looking, start doing media interviews, do podcast interviews, start writing, um, build up your brand, establish yourself as an expert, put a media or press page on your website where you can archive these interviews. So anybody who goes to your site can listen to them and even have one, a tab for speaking, you know, your speaking topics, list those as well. And then the market side of this, of how you go about finding engagements and so forth, that is something we do at BookSpeak Repeat, but it is something that you can also do on your own as well. But again, really depending upon what, you know, it really depends on where you want to go with this uh, and what you're trying to do. So that is something that we can, I can definitely dive into further as well. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely, let's look at that in the second segment of the show as we go to break. We got like, we got less than, a, uh, just about less than a couple minutes before the break, Carrie. If you can kind of summarize again, you know, let's say again, you know, there, there's a there's a lawyer listening in right now. Uh, we'll be listening. Other other professions we talked about. Summarize that that what we just discussed. So I feel like so we could really drive home like why this is so important for professions like this to really separate. You know, you know the the people that are going to be you know the authority, the thought leader. The, 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 that profession that's going to make a difference in someone's business and life. Well, the main core product of this is, is really, it's, you know, getting, building up your brand, establishing yourself as an expert by writing a book, by also getting interviewed um, on other people's platforms, you know, whether that's doing a blog post or podcast interview or a radio interview or a television interview, that helps to establish your expert, you know, your expertise in the public's eyes because they view it as, hey, somebody else had them on their platform. It must be a trusted, they must be a trusted resource. Um, and then, of course, you know, obviously deliver what you promise, you know, regardless of what that, you know, what it is that you're doing, estate planning or whatever. Um, and then obviously with speaking again, that could be, again, establishing yourself as an expert uh, in various industries and also yeah. a second stream of income, you know, as well, in addition to that. So it's really kind of multifaceted and it can very well help you to build your business, add extra income and establish yourself as an expert. Wow. So true. And I can attest to that because obviously I am part of Book, Speak and Repeat, which you're going to, we're going to learn a little bit here later. And, and how t- so true and how it can complement everything that you're doing. It just brings everything full circle. 
Well, you got more to come here with Carrie Heaps. We're talking about book, speak, and repeat. This is, again, for you uh, business professionals out there that are really looking to be more compelling in 2022 moving forward. This is uh, you know insight that you're not going to usually get at this level anywhere else. You're going to get it here from Carrie. We have to go to break, but when we come right back, we're going to get into more into the meat and potatoes about this process to share with you. So get out your notebooks and or notepads or whatever to write this stuff down. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now... Back to sustainable success. Well, welcome back, everybody. Hope everyone again uh, is having a great week. If you're just joining us, welcome to sustainable success. We highly encourage you to check us out again on Facebook as well at Sustainable Success 2017. We are here with Carrie Heaps. She uh, runs a organization called Book Speak and Repeat, and we're sharing some insights to really help you elevate your, your brand, your thought leadership in the profession that you serve your, your uh, business, serve from your business. So, Carrie, we, you had talked a little bit about the process of using speaking platforms that could be podcasts, radio shows, and so on as ways to really get out there. Can you share with the audience that's listening right now and those that will be listening later you know, some more information on some marketing tips, things that maybe they can do on their own and perhaps things that, that they're you know, out there. We could talk a little bit about where they can get help. Okay, great. Yeah. So a couple of things, you know, when you're starting out on your own, again, I recommend do not start the marketing process until you have what we talked about in the first segment, you know, your headshot, your topics, you have all of that ready to go. Um, Once you do, then yes, you want to start that marketing process. And here's, you know, a couple of tips that I wanted to share are things that people can do on their own um, to kind of get yourself started and get yourself, um, affiliated with how the, you know, the process of getting booked as a speaker works and, and so forth. So talking briefly about the speaking side, um, 
two things I like to point out to everyone is that the speaking industry, um, if you, and I hear this a lot, like I'll have people tell me, well, I'm not really ready to do anything right now, but I'm going to be ready to roll in February. And what I will tell them is that's fine, but please understand if you start marketing yourself in February, the opportunities that are going to be available to you that you can apply to that are out there are probably going to be for the last quarter of the year or first quarter 2023. Um, A lot of people are shocked to hear that, but typically with event planning, and I only know this because I used to be a meeting planner myself, that a lot of times the educational content is the second thing that they line up after they have a date and a location. So once they have the educational lineup done, then they start marketing their event. They're selling out their exhibitor spots, getting butts and seats, you know, for attendees. So it's one of the first things that they do. If there's an event that is going on in March and it's February, that speaker, whoever was was selected, was probably selected at least 12 months ago. So. Yeah. Keep that in mind. You know, if you're not ready to start now, um, if you want to start seeing gigs on your calendar, speaking gigs on your calendar by the end of the year, like maybe December of 2022, uh, because, you know, we're already at the end of this year. But if you want to see opportunities on your calendar booked, then you really needed to start applying you know, last month in October. So, you know, the earlier you start, the better because you are building up future opportunities on your calendar. They're not immediate. Now with private company training, that's a little bit different. You know, those can appear on your calendar within three months. uh, And same thing if you want to speak to the college market as well, three to six months, but it's never anything that's immediate, like in a week or two weeks. So keep that in mind with your marketing and you need to be consistently marketing. Anytime you take a break in your marketing efforts, whether that is for media interviews or for speaking engagements, you will find that there is a huge gap on your calendar the following year. It could be for the summertime and it reflects when you took a break and you did not market yourself. So please be aware of that. Um, You know, I tell my own clients that, and I definitely want to reflect that to you if you're going to try to do this on your own. But one of the first things that you can do to start finding engagements are a couple of things. Number one, you know, obviously, you know, let people know that you're going to start speaking, share that on social media, put it in your email newsletter, uh, let people know. Second thing you want to do is you want to go to Google. And I recommend, you know, doing, they have a keyword search where you can get alerts. So uh, call for speakers is a good alert to set up for yourself. Call for proposals is also a good uh, Google alert that you can set up for yourself as well. However, don't just depend on that. The way Google out their algorithm or whatever, however that's pronounced works, (laughs) it doesn't always catch all of the call for speakers. If anything, it catches very few of them. So I recommend, you know, do a search once a month or do it every other week, type it into the search bar, call for speakers and hit the enter key. And you will find a lot more opportunities as well that you can apply to. Um, But those are two things that you can do immediately to start getting alerts sent to you directly. Uh, Clearly, it's a very small portion of what's going to be out there because a lot of times, again, depending upon how things work out when they're released and when Google picks up on them, you may get something sent to you that expired two months ago. Um, It's just a, you know, no fault of, of anybody's. It's just sometimes how that works out. So those are a couple of things you can do to start getting some opportunities sent to yourself. Another thing that I 
would tell you to check out would be, and I wouldn't set up a Google alert for it, but search every once in a while for something called Call for Papers. Call for Papers is where the bigger shows will release, uh, they need content to go along with their uh, event magazine or with the, uh, you know, welcome to uh, the wet show 2022, uh, you know, their, their actual event directory, they need some content to go in there. So they'll, label out a call for papers. And those are really good writing opportunities. So even if you don't get selected for that show, but it's an audience you want to get in front of and you know you can help, then you could perhaps submit an article that could be selected and published. So your content is there even though you are not. But I only recommend that if you are good at writing, you enjoy doing it, and you're able to get your message across and share uh, share helpful tips and suggestions within an article. So that's another thing that you can do as well. Um, you can also peruse a lot of the event posting sites. There are, you know, there's events in Canada. Uh, there are eventsinamerica.com, which is another site that you can look at. But again, you're going to want to do searches on there that are for, you know, at least 12 months out because they're not really going to list, you know, the, all of the open calls, but some of them that may be listed, even if they're not, you can go to their site and look directly uh, to find some of those. And this really applies to the bigger trade show and association shows. Okay. Um, so that's kind of how, just to kind of get you started on your own time-wise, be prepared to invest some time in this because it does take time to find those engagements and then you do have to apply to them as well. So be prepared to spend some time on that if you you know, are wanting to go this route on your own. Uh, the other thing you can do if you're looking at speaking to colleges and universities, um, if you're looking at speaking to colleges uh, for the students specifically, one tip that I can offer you is, you know, typically it's the director of campus activities that will uh, look for speakers for orientation or maybe for some of the graduations, depending upon the size of the school. Um, but if you type into the Google search bar, uh, the little asterisk key, which I think you hit shift F8 if you have just a regular uh, PC, and then hit the space key and then type in director of campus activities and then hit the enter key. It's actually going to populate a list of all of the different colleges and it's going to list who their director of campus activities is and either an email or phone number. So you can reach out to them directly and tell them, hey, I have this great topic. It's, you know, uh, like when I speak to a college, it's usually on how I became an entrepreneur. Uh, so I talk to them about that to see if there's some interest there, uh, like maybe for their business school. So that's one thing that you can do. You can get like, like the Princeton list, uh, they publish that I think every year now, which is a listing of all the different colleges, not all of them, but you know, uh, most of them that have submitted to be in that book where you can find out what types of schools they have. So if they have like a school of nursing, school of business, and again, depending upon where your topic would line up, if you are wanting to approach the college market. So that is, again, something else you can do on your own, but very time consuming if you go that route. So those are just a couple of things that I would say people can do on their yeah. own with the marketing side. Well, I think these are all great tips, Gary. And, you know, if, if you're a professional listening to this and you're saying, wow, I mean, this is, this is powerful stuff, but it's going to require now me reallocating time to go do this. What, you know, and, but I have, you know, maybe I have, you know, I have to put my, my law business first because I have, I have, clients that I, that I have to serve. 
Do you recommend or not recommend if they have an admin that they get involved in gathering this information, perhaps actually filling out abstracts, or do you advise that that the that the person, the, let's say if it's a lawyer, that the lawyer should be directly he or she doing those abstracts, not have somebody do it on their behalf? That's Either an way, excellent. You can cover that. Yeah, excellent question. And just to cover outsourcing, um, you know, Chris, there's two things. I do not. I, as a matter of fact, even in my program, it is in our terms and conditions that we strongly discourage you. Um, You know, it is not recommended. We really don't want to bring people on board if they're going to give this to their virtual assistant or to their admin, uh, or maybe they have their son or daughter that works for them part time. The reason I do not recommend this, um, even, and I'm talking about actually just, you know, even with the searching part. If you do not have a background in meeting planning, if you do not understand how the process works, you're going to waste a lot of time and effort finding those things. I mean, granted, with the tips that I gave you, those are that'll give you a good start. But if you really want to get into this, you know, even just the searching part, I don't recommend that because they're going to find things that are not going to be applicable. If you know, again, if they don't understand the event industry they're going to bring opportunities to you that number one may not even really be a real opportunity because it's maybe a call for speakers, but it has something to do with the speaker of the house, um, you know, for a Google alert. So, um, you know, if they don't really understand the event industry, I highly recommend that you do not do that. As far as abstracts are concerned, it is a flat out no. Whoever is going to be taking the stage, whoever the speaker is, that is the person who needs to fill that form out. Now, quick story here. We, you know, we used to, for Book Speak Repeat, we actually used to offer that service where we did that, you know, even as meeting and event professionals, um, filling out abstract forms, you know, based on what our clients gave us. And it did not work. Um, mainly because what happens is when you, the minute you take yourself out of that, uh, the process of being involved in your own success, you remove yourself even further away from it. And even like for me, even though I'm an event professional, if I'm filling out a form and they're asking, maybe one of the questions specifically is, um, why do you feel you would, uh, you know, what, what name five things that you feel the audience is going to be able to take away from your presentation? Um, not just so much a takeaway, but that they're going to really recognize you as an industry expert. and They're going to want you to come back next year. List five reasons for that. Well, as an admin or even a virtual assistant or even me as an event industry professional, I, I can't answer that because I am not the speaker. I'm not the one taking the stage. You are. Yeah. So what happens is people are like, okay, well, I have to get Chris to answer this question. So there's always a deadline looming with these abstracts. So if I have to get with Chris to say, hey, can you answer this question? Okay, fine. And it takes Chris two or three days to not only get back and, and answer it and get the answers to me. And I go back to redo the abstract by then it could have closed. Um, it just, it, it draws the process out. It makes it more complicated. Um, then people are like, well, let me take a look at this opportunity. Is this something I really want to do? And they talk themselves out of it. So I find, you know, the less involvement, the better, but whoever, t- the rule of thumb is whoever's going to take the stage needs to be filling those forms out themselves, not I, an I, admin, not a VA. I agree a hundred percent. That's why I had to put that question out there because there are some people, you know, out there going, wow, this is a great idea. I mean, you know, I can see this opening up new channels, but I can get my admin on there. I can get my assistant on there <laughs> and knowing that that can actually even make things even more complicated 
and and not lead to the results they seek. So I'm so glad that you addressed that. Well, Carrie. to give you to give you an idea, Chris, um, since I've had this division of my business for Book Speak Repeat, uh, we probably worked with a little over I don't know 150 some odd speakers over the years, and I have only had one out of all of those that they had an admin that helped them not did the work for them, but was that helped them. But that was someone that they had worked together for many, many years. They were in the same physical office and they were sharing the same computer screen. That is the only time. And even with that, I think that there were still opportunities that person still could have gotten more of. Um, But again, you know, the minute you, the more you remove yourself from that success pattern, the worse it's going to be. Yeah. You got to be involved I, in your own success. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. It's, it, you know, somebody has to, you know, again, this is something that, that, that it's going to, you know, can open up new doors. It can open up a new business channel. Uh, Pat, you know, it could be another source of income, uh, all of the above. And so it's something that, that you have to be part of this process. And, uh, you know, we'll talk, I guess, you know, we can go into a little bit more about the outsourcing here in the third, in the, in the last segment of the show. Anything that you want to sum up or like if you want to talk a little bit about, you know, and we can even bring it into the third segment too, about repurposing content and and the importance of that. Yeah. Well, um, one other quick thing that I did want to share too with the the marketing side is if I could, I I would just like to kind of um, hone in a little bit on this too, is that, you know, when you are doing your own abstracts, let's say you're looking, you're searching I recommend, Chris, that if you're doing this on your own, take one day that you're searching for opportunities and maybe put them in a Microsoft Word document and then have one day for applying. So maybe you're searching on Monday and you're applying on Friday. And then you're actually the one doing the applying. But two things I would say is that, you know, um, there's ways you can cut down on uh, the time that it would take to apply. Uh, just using like Google autofill, you know, things like that are always helpful. And then, like I said, have your your topic summary, three to five takeaways and where you can copy and paste, uh, make it easy on yourself. But the other thing I would say to everyone that I really want to hone in on is don't do not overthink the process. And what I mean by that. So let's just say you're doing some searching and you find, OK, great. These are some call for speakers that are open. Put them in a Word document. Don't look at them until the day that you do your submissions. Now, when you click back on those links, you're ready to apply. It's maybe it's Friday. Uh, you're ready to apply. You start. You click on the one link and you start uh, applying. Don't read through all the details. Don't try to figure out if it's a paid event or unpaid event. Don't try to figure out. You know, I, I mean, for me personally, I don't even look at the dates. I may not be available in those states. I just yeah. go ahead and I apply because the minute you start looking at the details, you will, number one, you'll find it's an hour later. You haven't done an application and you've talked yourself out talked of it. yourself out of it. Yeah. You could always turn, you could always turn it down if it conflicts with something more important. Exactly. Yeah. So I like to take that set it and forget it guy mentality, that guy that had the rotisserie oven, just apply and forget it. Yeah. The ones that get back to you and say, Hey, you applied or we, you know, we'd like more details, then put your time and energy. Wow. Well, this is great stuff. Again, I hope everyone is taking notes. We highly encourage everybody that is on the live show here with us right now to go back and listen to this in its entirety later today. There is a wealth of information that Carrie is sharing with you, and you're going to get to know Carrie a little bit where you can contact her later here at the end of the show. We have to go to break, but when we come back, we got more valuable insight things that can help elevate your business to the next level. 
using speaking as a platform. And we'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects, surrounding yourself with family and loved ones, nurturing your spirituality, maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness, and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow. We lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Well, welcome back, everybody. We're talking about uh, book, speak, and repeat. We're looking at ways that we can really take our business profession and why and what we do for a living to the next level. And, you know, Carrie had shared with us in the second segment, if you were not present and you're just joining us now, you know, the importance, some, some key marketing tips. And uh, so with that being said, Carrie, you, you had shared about marketing tips about how people could go about getting speaking engagements. How does that parlate all, you know, also going to media, media opportunities and media engagements? So absolutely. So another big piece of this puzzle, Chris, is getting interviewed, uh, whether that is on podcast, radio opportunities, television, internet TV, which is, you know, fairly, fairly big now, um, or, you know, again, writing articles for it in, you know, a printed magazine or something that's online. So just a couple of quick marketing tips that I wanted to share with that, because people are always like, well, where do I go to find these opportunities? You know, again, I just to, again, few things you can do on your own. If you go to Google, and do a quick search and you can even, you know, you could set up an alert, but I don't find they're beneficial with the media stuff. Um, but if you type in, uh, be a guest on our show and then hit the enter key, you're going to find different things that will pop up. The other thing that you can do is that you can type in, uh, uh, be a guest on our podcast is another one uh, that you can type in and then hit the enter key and see what pops up. There's going to be some opportunities that pop up there. Uh, you could customize it a little bit more, like maybe be a guest on our business podcast. If you are talking about business or, uh, you know, be a guest on our legal show, you know, just to get something that could be a little bit more, you could play around with a little bit, but those are some keywords you can type into Google. Um, the other thing that you can do as well is that, you know, for media things, you know, if you like to write, and again, I don't recommend that you write articles unless you feel you're good at it, you like doing it, um, because it does take some time and you don't want to spend your time writing an article that could be rejected. But you could type in write for us 
or write for our blog. And again, hit the enter key and you're going to have a, a lot of different opportunities that will uh, pop up for you uh, in addition to that. So those are just a couple of things that you can do to find uh, different media opportunities just to kind of get you going and get started with that process. Wow. That's some great, great insight. Carrie, thanks for sharing that. Let's like, you know, kind of move along to, you know, like people are thinking, oh God, I I can send out content. I can do that through speaking. I can do that through a podcast, a radio show. I could do that through an article submission or writing a blog. Wow. There's a lot of, a lot of different options, but God, it means I got to come up with all this new content all the time. Can you discuss the importance that of how we, we can repurpose content? still keep it fresh that that people can still walk away with three to five takeaways no matter what you're doing or what channel you're using that they can make a difference in their lives their business and also impacts where your business is heading well a couple of things that i would share to that chris is that number one uh if you've already done up your speaking topics and you know uh, again you may have one that you're starting out with, and then you add another one, because again, you're getting more, you go back to the old formula, you know, if because I'm a big believer, if it's not broke, I'm not fixing it. <laughs> so if you, um, you know, you you have people who, again, you're going to a cocktail party, networking event, people start asking you a new question, you hear it more than three times, boom, there's your next topic. Okay. So topic summary, three to five takeaways. Now with media, um, you know, if you're getting interviewed on the same, you know, what you can do is you can take your speaking topic and turn it into a media topic very easily. You use the same topic. Okay. So for example, with mine, it could be bodies don't lie. I'm going to use the same summary I wrote up for that. And then I'm going to take my three to five takeaways that an audience would learn if I was speaking about this in person. And I turn those into five to 10 sample questions that a host could potentially ask me. Now, I always offer this information when if, when I'm, you know, filling out a form, I just go ahead and put it in because, again, it's making the host job easier, but it's also targeted questions. So, for example, when I am speaking in person on body language, one of the things that I, I have on there is, you know, uh, how, what did, how you can tell what's in a handshake and how I turn that into a question is I just formulated as, you know, what can I learn by shaking someone's hand with a question mark? So that's a a question that the host could ask me, and I could share valuable content on that podcast or or radio program. Um, So that is one thing that you can do to kind of mix it up a little bit. But the other thing I would tell you is for each show that you do, try to add something a little bit different. And I think this is something that we have to kind of do off the cuff. You know, for example, I'm on here with you today. And some of the stuff that I'm sharing with you, I haven't shared on any of the other shows, you know, about the searching tips, about, um, uh, you know, about finding, you know, different things for the colleges, about the Princeton review. You know, those are things that I have not shared on other shows. And I always make notes of that. So what happens is when I'm done with my interview, and I would recommend people who are listening do this too, when you're done with your interview, you want to go to your social media platforms, whichever one you're you're on, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and hey, had a great interview, um, you know, a great, a great podcast interview today. And uh, as soon as it's released, you're going to hear how you can, uh, how you can find leads for colleges, you know, or, you know, want to find out how to, uh, 
you know, get in touch with 1300 different colleges in one book, click here to find out. So you're kind of, you know, mixing it up a little bit for your audience, um, not just the listening audience, but when you're promoting it as well. So always try to have something, get into the conversation more, um, try to piggyback off of something your host has said, you know, and, and just, you know, again, share something different that could really help the listening audience or for the people who are in the audience as well. Cause you already have to do that in the speaking realm, because again, it could be bodies don't lie, but bodies don't lie is going to be presented differently to, you know, contractors, uh, construction workers than it would be for attorneys and CPAs and then for HR and, and hiring managers. So there's, you always want to add a little bit of zing, uh, to each show that you do, uh, always keep people guessing, I think is a good way to put that. <laughs> no, I think that's gr- valuable, valuable insight and, and a great recommendation. Just to kind of uh, move along, because I think these were all great points. And again, we highly encourage people to listen to this show in its entirety uh, around everything. Carrie talked about the process, the marketing tips, the repurposing of content. Carrie, if you could briefly talk about the outsourcing part, you know, because some people may require more resources that could help them to help themselves better. Talk about the value of outsourcing and some of the things that you're you know that you're doing with Book, Speak, and Repeat to help professionals uh, through speaking and media engagements and opportunities as well there. Sure, sure. Um, so two things I would recommend as well for, you know, outsourcing, you know, again, like I talked about before, I do not in, you know, any of this recommend that any of this should be outsourced to an admin or to a VA. Um, a lot of times, you know, again, even though your VA may have been with you for many years and knows you like a book, it you really have to make sure that you're staying involved in the process. Uh, it's even a requirement if someone comes and works with us, you know, I, I get that all the time. I'd love to have my virtual assistant on board. No, absolutely not. That is not going to work. If that's the realm you want to go, you this book speak repeat would not be a, a good service for you. So if you are at that point, let's say you are an attorney, you're, you know, your time's limited, you're a CPA, you're a business owner. Um, what I would recommend if, you know, you're like, hey, I'm going to need some extra help with this. So, you know, with book speak repeat, one of the things that we do is that we're actually doing a lot of the legwork for our speakers. So, and you know, what I mean by that is like all of the tips that I was just talking about searching for the different opportunities, whether they're speaking or media opportunities, we find those every week for our clients. So they're put together in kind of like a spreadsheet. All of our members are emailed on certain days, like Monday and and Saturday, uh, alerted, hey, new opportunities have been uploaded. So all they have to do is log in, click on each link and apply. And even their profile, they can use that for copying and pasting. And then we do some other things where we're showing people how to get applications done, not spending any more than five minutes per application if they follow the directions that that we give. Uh, and again, it really goes back to not overthinking things, not looking at things in, too intensely because that does you know pull you away from what you need to be doing. Um, so that is one thing that we do. And then we also make sure that there are opportunities for our speakers to meet directly with meeting planners on our meet the meeting planner calls. So we coordinate those typically weekly. Uh, we have a variety of different meeting planners that are coming on to add to their speaker roster or they have a, a an open opportunity that they're looking at filling and they want to have a quick, you know, five minute introduction uh, on zoom so they can see video, see the speaker, have their information uh, and vice versa. So the initial legwork is done. And what the speaker must do at that point is number one, participate, 
to provide good content. And then of course, follow up and close each of their own deals. So that way, most of the work is done for them. Most of the people in our program, and Chris, you, you can attest to this, three, no more than yes. three hours per week, honestly, with being on these calls, with doing follow-up, with uh, sending out emails, it should be no more than three hours per week that they're spending on this and getting booked, you know, clearly. So I don't wow. recommend outsourcing. You know, again, the reason our firm, you know, I've been a, an event planner before I was a speaker. So I, you know, have a very, I have an interesting perspective on, on the industry. I'm a speaker myself. And yes, I do use my own service. Uh, that's how I know it works. It's a, I'm an, and I'm a duplicatable person where meaning duplicatable systems that work. If I find something that works, we just continue to repeat it. Thus the name book, speak, repeat. <laughs> well, I love it. I love it. Anything that you would like to share in, you know, in the next 30 seconds, just to summarize that point about, you know, the outsourcing guy, cause you, you through like book, speak and repeat, you make it like you, you take the guesswork. You, it's like, they just have to now execute from what has been given to them. Correct. So like, for example, every Saturday, we call it Speaker Saturday. So all of the open calls that our team has found throughout the week um, are put together. And normally it's anywhere from six to eight opportunities during the busier months. It could be 10 to 15. Uh, it just, it varies. It's busy all the time in the meeting planning industry. So when that email goes out Saturday morning at eight o'clock, everybody gets it. All they have to do is click on the link. It prompts them to log in. And then they're just clicking on each individual link and apply. Um, and then once they do that, they're done, you know, so logistically, if there's six or seven opportunities, they should be done in 30 or 40 minutes maximum. Wow. Wow. Excellent. We, well, we highly encourage everybody that's listening to really think this out. I mean, you, you know, you, even if you're starting out now, you could be still looking at opportunities for end of next year. There could be virtual uh, events that can still be, you know, some point next year, but Definitely teeing up things for 2023, and this is a great opportunity. Carrie, I want to thank you for being here, taking time during the holiday season to be here. Can you please let people know how they can get in contact with you, what you're up to, and what you would like to share with the audience before we part today? Sure. So uh, you can go to bookspeakrepeat.com. Um, and if you also, um, if you're interested in working with us, you know, as a speaker, if you're a service professional, or if you are a professional speaker or a brand new speaker, uh, go to bookspeakrepeat.com forward slash professional. I have a quick video there. I outline our services. And then, you know, if you want to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me, there's a form on there they fill out and then it will immediately take them to my calendar. They can pick a date that works for them. Wow. Well, we highly encourage everybody, take, please take advantage of that. Check out that URL, bookspeakandrepeat.com forward slash professional. Uh, we highly encourage you. I, I'm actually a customer. I know what, 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 what comes. It works. So again, use these resources, but it's just going to allow you to get more in touch with your own content, more confident, and land you more opportunities to expand your business, and more importantly, being compelling to the audience you serve to help them move them along in their businesses. Carrie, I want to thank you again for taking the time to be here today. Happy New Year to you. Thank you so much. Same and to you. Thank, thank you. you. And audience, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here, the Sustainable Success Way. We promise to bring in uh, guest experts like Carrie in each and every week to share their words of wisdom, their personal experience, helping you to scale your business and personal success to the next level. Again, from everybody here at Sustainable Success, we want to wish everyone a happy new year. 
and may 2022 be your year to not only break through but even scale to the next level and we are here as a resource for you and we will see you next thursday at the same time 12 to 1 happy new year everyone Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.